Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. <laughs> this this is coming out on Christmas Eve. I know. This is we're in the spirit. Super in the spirit. The spirit. Spirit. Oh yeah. Oh, this is two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. We are your what are we called? Ghostesses. Ghostesses. Corinne and Sabrina. Guys, and we're, we're both recording. recording. <gasps> we're on the same wavelength. Jinx. <laughs> we are recording from our family homes. Mm -hmm. Our childhood homes because we're home for the holidays. Well, your childhood home. This is not my childhood home. I'm very unfamiliar with this territory. <laughs> and there's like an old spooky self-playing piano in our basement. What? Why? Wait, what? Like it? No, like it's meant to self-play. Oh, oh, oh. But, but yeah, it freaks me out. And I'm also sleeping on a futon in my brother's room. <laughs> and I have I'm to tell recording you. in my brother's room the <laughs> desk. So my Me mom too. was like, oh, he's going to need to go into his room. And I was like, well, tell him no. Like, it's as simple as that. He can't come in for an hour. <laughs> Two girls, one ghost recorded from my brother's rooms. <laughs> Christmas it edition. Is. That's so funny. Wow, my face is so shiny. I just got a massage. Oh, jealous. It's got really? oil all over me. Oh, so nice. It was great. It was great. What is the holidays for except for to relax and tell some ghost stories? Wait, how was Cats last night? <laughs> it was interesting. I've never the, uh, the buildup was better than the show, I think, because did you go in cats. New York? Was it on Broadway? Yeah, it's on Broadway. Um, if you like cats, you'll love it. But as a storyteller myself, I wanted more from the story. Okay. Speaking of cats, I have Leia home with me, and my mom has four cats of her own and a dog. And there has been a lot of hissing and little cat fights. Oh my gosh. You guys have more animals than people. It's a zoo. <laughs> wow. Full house. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Wait. What? This reminds me. We have some new activity in my home. What? So, yeah. I'm going to tell you a couple stories. <laughs> so, because. Oh my gosh. We, so, our house has been relatively, like when we were younger, when my brother and I were younger, it was very, very active with spirits and a lot of people had their first experiences like at our house and whatnot um right but so my f second night here because i came back a couple days ago my second night here i woke up well i wasn't asleep yet like i was just still up like on my phone and i felt like there was someone in the corner of my room and i didn't look over until I felt like it was gone, but then I looked over and no one was there. But it felt kind of like a female presence, and I was just like, okay, like maybe I'm just, I don't know, like spooked because it's my, I've had things happen here before, right? So I just kind of wrote it off and I didn't tell anyone. And then yesterday morning, my mom goes, okay, so I have to tell you something. Something's happening here. And I was like, well, what? And a week ago. She was home alone, the only one home. My dad wasn't home. My brother wasn't home. Like, no one was home. And the back door, she hears the sound of the back door open and close. And it's, like, really loud, and it has this kind of, like, suction, like, stuck noise because to, mm -hmm. the, to the garage, it just – that's the way it is. Um, and she heard it open and close. And so she's like, fuck, I'm home alone. Someone just broke in. So she has her cell phone. She dials 911. It's, like, ready to click. Yeah. Send, and she's just quietly listening and watching from where she was in our living room. And she's like, oh my God, what is happening? She waits, 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 nothing else. So finally she like kind of 
musters up the courage to walk over to the back door and there was no one. No one was there. No one was anywhere. And then, so she was like, that's weird. And then uh, yesterday morning, the reason she told me was because my brother and I were home. So the three of us were home. My brother just left like 10 minutes before to go to his friend's house. And I was the only one home at that point. So it was me and my mom. And she hears the same thing. The back door, the garage door opens and it closes. And she goes, oh, shoot, Christian must have forgot something. Like, and he came back to grab it. So she walks over to be like, oh, what'd you forget? No one's there. Christian's gone. Didn't come back. So there's something happening. And then it wasn't the garage door. But today, this morning, when I was getting ready, I thought my brother's door opened. I heard it open and close. And I'm waiting for him because he has to pass by me in the bathroom. So I'm waiting for him to come down the hall. And I waited like a full minute and he didn't. So then I like peeked my head around the corner and the door was closed. He was still asleep. Oh my gosh. So something is either opening and closing doors or it's mimicking the sound of opening and closing doors. So that's what we have. It's pretty harmless, but. And you think it's the same thing that you felt the other night? Well, yeah, maybe because I it's like maybe a female presence because that's kind of the sense that I got. So right. we don't know though because we haven't seen it. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so interesting. Oh my gosh. And then I have another story. <gasps> you have more? I have another. This isn't what's happening right now, okay. but this mm-hmm. kind of relates back to um, our Shadow People episode and our Animals episode because my okay. mom and I were talking. And we were both saying just how it's interesting that so many people have had their first experiences at our house and how some people have seen things that, like, even us who live here haven't seen. And I was saying Mm -hmm. how I feel like a lot of people who come in here have seen the ghost dog, but I've never seen the ghost dog. My mom goes, oh, I've never seen him except for one time. I said, what? I didn't know you'd seen the ghost dog. And she (laughs) goes, no, I've told you this. I was like, no, you haven't. So I asked her, and it's actually the scariest story in the world. Oh, no. I was tearing up when she was telling me. I was so scared. So now I'm going to tell you. Okay. What happened? Oh, no. Okay, wait. Give me a second. I need to get comfortable. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was frightened. Okay. Well, she okay. was even more so, like reliving it and telling me. Oh, no. So okay, I'm ready. We have a black lab ghost dog that people have seen in our house. But I've never seen it. A bunch of other people have seen it. And my mom's seen it one time. And the time she saw it was she was home alone. Common theme. <laughs> She's home alone. No one else is in the house. She's spending the night alone in our home. And she's like half asleep. And she hears this loud, loud noise. Like, Ooh. and she was like, oh, my gosh, the wind is like going crazy like the there's a storm outside. So she's just making this mental note. And then all of a sudden she felt like a dog jump up on the bed, scared and was shaking at the base of the bed. And she was like, oh my goodness. Like, that's so weird because we had our dog wrinkles at the time Uh and wrinkles slept in a crate next to the bed, but he never jumped on. He never got scared. He wasn't one of those animals that was nervous around like weather. So she was like, oh God, what spooked him? So she looks up and she looks and she sees a black dog at the end of the bed. And then down the hallway, she sees this black mass like this mist this cloud coming towards her which (gasps) reminds me of the creeper at waverly hill sanatorium so she sees this black thing coming towards her and the dog is shaking at the 
base of the bed who she thought was wrinkles. So she looks at the thing. She sits up. She points at it. And she says, get out. And she points like to leave. And it disappeared. And then when she yelled, wrinkles walks out of his crate confused looks up at my mom my mom looks at wrinkles goes oh it's okay it's okay and then goes wait looks back there's a black dog shaking at the base of her bed and a black dog that's our dog on the ground being like what are you yelling at so what yeah the dog was scared of whatever was coming in whatever entity was entering and ran to my mom's bed to be like help me save me protect me oh my gosh mm-hmm. yeah so she that's when she saw the black dog it ran onto her bed for for protection and, and she's never seen that black shadow again has she nope that was the only scary thing that's ever happened to her go, in our home go deb for like telling it how it is get yeah, the fuck out of here yeah yeah she said it was like all within like five seconds it was like oh my god weird noise Felt the dog, looked up, like, what's happening? Saw the black mask. Get out! And then Wrinkles comes out, and she's like, it's okay, it's okay. Looks at the other dog, looks back at Wrinkles, and is like, okay, let's just go to bed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You totally get your fight over flight from your mom. I do. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that, because it's, like, just the quick reaction of, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, your mom just liked an Instagram post of ours. I just got the notification. Did she? I made her take her shoes off and banished her to the downstairs <laughs> because she was so loud last time and it freaked us out and it freaked other people out listening to our our episode when i was like mom <laughs> and then no response she enjoyed it too much <laughs> she liked freaking us out yeah wow speaking of freakouts, <gasps> our freak out our freak out can we have it right now <laughs> yes okay we're fangirling so hard because so today is technically, the day we're recording is Thursday, which is when My Favorite Murder released their 100th episode, which is freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And so I tweeted to them because if anyone does, if you guys don't know, like we are huge fangirls of My Favorite Murder. We started listening to it when it first came out. And yeah, I think I started at episode nine. So I was pretty early. Yeah, you were, you were way earlier than mark. me. Mm-hmm. But um, they were a huge inspiration for us to start our podcast and we know firsthand how difficult it is and how much time goes into it. So we just sent a tweet out congratulating them on their 100th episode and just telling them we love them and congrats. And Georgia freaking Hardstarp liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I freaked out. I sent Unreal. to Corinne in all caps. <laughs> all caps. Georgia liked our tweet. And I was like, what? Yeah. So, so exciting. exciting. This but is yeah. like – amazing i can't i can't even think of someone that i'd be more excited about (laughs) honestly i think i honestly if i met either of them in real life i would lose all sense of what it is to be a human i'd (laughs) fall on the floor and sob if you met them and you said i'm with them right now i'd say please keep their attention for seven hours i'm getting on the next flight don't let <laughs> just them just follow them along put them put a leash on them just don't leave lock yet. them in the room <laughs> then they'd really panic but oh yeah that would be good yeah Let's so just congratulations kidnap. to them and thanks for liking our tweet <laughs> georgia that is the best christmas present we could have asked for i know seriously Another good Christmas present to us is that we are now at 200,000 downloads. So in the past month, it's doubled, are... which is so exciting. Oh, my gosh. We're getting so many more 
paranormal lovers. Everyone because they're all the out there. Stories. Everyone likes the ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And actually, this is the perfect time of the year for ghost stories and a perfect transition into our spooky tales for the week because Christmas is actually traditionally one of the most uh, or one of the times of the year where people most commonly tell ghost stories and remember their lost loved ones. And it's also because it's the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. Well, today's the 21st, shortest day of the year. Shortest day of the year, exactly. That's why it, That's why it's common to talk about ghosts, because it is the shortest day of the year. Here in the darkness. Mm-hmm. They see you when you're sleeping. They know when you're awake. They know if your foot's out of the cover, so put it back in for goodness sake. <laughs> Should I just make a whole Christmas album about Oh my ghosts? gosh. Sometimes yes. I sing too beautifully. You really do. <laughs> Tell us about okay. the spirits of Christmas. I will. So usually you think of like Halloween as the time for ghosts and ghost stories, mm-hmm. but it was also a large part of the Christmas celebration. And the tradition of telling ghost stories on Christmas goes back further than the Christmas Carol, which was written by Charles Dickens in 1863, and perhaps further back than Christmas itself. So Christmas wasn't an existing tradition until the 4th century because no one really knew when Jesus was supposed to have been born. Christmas, as it is celebrated in Europe and the U.S., was originally connected to the pagan winter solstice celebration known as Yule. As the year comes to an end and the nights are longer than the days, people come together to reflect on people and places that are no longer with us. The tradition is about darker and more fundamental things like winter, death, and rebirth. And the darkest day of the year was seen by many as the time when the dead would have would have good access to the living, which is today. It makes me nervous now since I'm in my house and stuff is happening. Well, maybe that's why. Looking behind me. <laughs> Trust me, I've been looking behind you too. Cool. I'm just I'm in my brother's room, which is where all the shadow people used to collect. Oh, good. Woo. Good choice, Corinne. It's the only place with a desk. (laughs) (laughs) So Yule was celebrated with bonfires, toast of spiced cider. Children went house to house with gifts of cloves, spiked apples and oranges and baskets of evergreen. The fruit represented the sun and the evergreen symbolized immortality. Holly and ivy were placed inside and outside of homes in hopes that the nature spirits would come and join the celebration. So Holly was kept near the door all year long as a constant invitation for good fortune, and the mistletoe was hung as decoration, which represented the seed of the divine. Winter is obviously a pretty terrifying time of the year with its cold and darkness, mm-hmm. and it's also due, due to its nearness to death. In the days before antibiotics, the winter months were the ones that would claim the most lives, so it was also just very uh, tied to death. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then the holiday eventually transitioned into being about the birth of Jesus. And when it was, the Christian church absorbed many of the pagan rituals and traditions, like the holly Mm -hmm. and evergreen garlands. So what was once symbolizing the power of the sun and solstice that marked the end of short days and renewal of the sun's power became about celebrating the birth of Jesus. Then came the Protestant Reformation, and any celebration of Christmas was frowned upon in England and America. 
And a fun fact for you, Christmas was actually outlawed completely in Boston. What? Why? Mm -hmm. From 1659 to 1681. I think even like singing and Christmas caroling was outlawed. (gasps) That's the worst time in history. Except for maybe right now. Did you hear about how in North Korea, uh, Kim Jong-un outlawed all singing and cheer because he wants to ban Christmas? Oh, yeah. Are we surprised, though? He's the Grinch. So then by the 19th century, people were becoming really nostalgic and wanted to get traditions of Christmas back. And that's when Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas Carol. And it it began the resurgence of the Victorian celebration of Christmas. Uh, Some argue that Dickens single-handedly saved the winter holiday from dying out because of his story, The Christmas Carol. Oh my gosh. Way to go, Charlie. I know. So people who don't know, A Christmas Carol is about a man named Ebenezer Scrooge, who's a grumpy old man. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, on Christmas, is visited by three ghosts. The ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future, Yeah, it's future. Is it future? Okay. I'm pretty positive. I think there might be a different word, like something of Christmas to come. Maybe that's what it is. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so that was one of the – that's when ghost story – the tradition of ghost stories came back into the Christmas tradition. And it has even made its way into some of the modern times, like in the Christmas classic, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, where – Andy Williams sings, there will be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. I love that song. I know, me too. Uh, Since the 19th century, very little has changed of Christmas, of the Christmas celebration, but the tradition of telling ghost stories has seemed to disappear because I think Americans have gotten wrapped up in the more commercialized version of Christmas and shopping and, um, but... The ghosts haven't gone away. And as Dickens wrote, the ghosts of Christmas are really the past, present, and future swirling around us in the dead of the year. They're a reminder that we're all haunted all the time by good ghosts and bad, and they all have something to tell us. So I would ask that everyone tells a good ghost story this year. Brings it back. Yeah, and listen to ghost stories on your commute, too. Like, oh, I don't know, this podcast, Two Girls, One Ghost. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I listened to Ghosts in the Burbs on my way, on my drive up. It's so good. It's so good. Ghosts in the Burbs is amazing. So check that out if you haven't checked that one out. Add another paranormal podcast to your list. But yeah. I listened to that for, like, a full my full three-and-a-half-hour drive from Boston to Vermont. Yeah, I listened on the plane. It's so good. Yeah. Heck, yeah, I'm ready to tell some ghost stories. Yeah. You tell me yours. I have one too, but I want to hear yours. Okay. All right. So I found one. It's not exactly on Christmas, but it's around Christmas. Okay. And I found it in the book called Haunted Christmas, Yuletide Ghosts, and Other Spooky Holiday Happenings. You can get it on Amazon. It's by Mary Beth Crane is the author. There were like a ton of different stories, but one of them just kind of intrigued me so that's when i did research on that particular one but there's Mm -hmm. a ton of stories so if you want to hear more than just this one you should probably buy it okay so this one is in europe in western europe there's a folklore surrounding something called the death coach and it is said that if you see the death coach or hear it that it will bring you imminent death 
or bring death to what? someone close to you. So <gasps> in, in Ireland specifically, this is where the folklore is especially prominent. They believe that once the coach comes down to earth, it will not leave without at least one new soul. And the person who is chosen has no way of escaping. So you, it's imminent. It's, you will die. So death oh is inevitable when the, the coach comes down. You know what that reminds me of or makes me think of? What? Is that it's like mimicking Santa's sleigh <gasps> and people like go outside because they think Santa's there. But it's oh my gosh. death. Evil Santa. Scary Santa. Krampus. Krump- what is Krampus. 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 Whatever. Um, but the driver of the coach is – I'm going to butcher all of these names, so sorry. He's referred to as Dullahan or Kushteboer. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means basically death or silent coach. And the other term for these words is the headless horseman. <gasps> Wait, this is the headless horseman? <laughs> yeah, this is the headless horseman. Yes. So people who have seen the coach report that is it is a blacked out coach with a headless horseman and six black headless horses. Others have claimed that it does have somewhat of a phantom face um, with oversized eyes that are dark black and they're darting back and forth looking for the next victim and a huge grin with like sharp bearing teeth. What? And the smell that accompanies the coach is rancid. And they said like that of rotting eggs, which just reminds me of like demons, like a demonic present often comes with the sulfur smell. So quite possibly Uh a chariot from hell. And he also is said to carry a whip with him made of a human's spine. So this guy's like not a cool one to come in contact with. He's pulled out all the stops. My gosh. Yeah. He's very scary. He's like, he's literally the nightmare before Christmas. Wow. (laughs) So when the coach reaches its destination, the headless horseman will call out the name of the person who will die. And people have claimed that the Irish Irish banshee sometimes accompanies the coach, crying and screaming warnings to the families of the person saying that, like warning them that that person was marked for death. It's also said that you can protect yourself from this headless horseman by carrying gold with you. Apparently, he's afraid of yellow gold. I'm not sure why. Oh, interesting. Just, we all I have mean, that's probably – they probably made that up in like the 1700s. Yeah. I'm sure he, I'm sure gold won't protect you. Sorry. You're just going to die. <laughs> You're just going to die. <laughs> You're just going to die. We're all going to die. Everyone's going to die one day, so you may as well go some way cool yeah. like a headless horseman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a cool way to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. – we're traveling back to December 11th, 1876. We're in Enistimon House in County Clare. Fuck. I picture it. I so see it. I'm there. We're there together. <laughs> Thank you. Like who Who actually – the worst part is, is that I look up these names before and I listen on like Google and stuff on <laughs> YouTube videos how to say them. And then as soon as we're recording, I just forget everything that I've been yeah. practicing. Okay. But anyway, so a week before Christmas – In 1876, there was a man, he was a servant for this property, and he was outside making his rounds on the estate that he was working on. And then he heard the wheels of a coach approaching. And he was like, this is weird because it's really late at night and it's really dark and no coach is going to be out at this odd hour. So 
he starts to make his way like up to the road and then he realizes, oh shit, it's probably the headless horseman. So he was like, okay, I have to run to all of the gates and open the gates for the headless horseman to just keep going through past the property. So he does that. He's running. He There's three gates he has to open. So he opens the first one, he sprints the next one, opens the next one, sprints the last one. The headless horseman is like right behind him. He can hear him coming up. So he just opens the gates and he throws his body down and his head down and everything as to not make eye contact because apparently if you make eye contact, the headless horseman will throw blood at you and maybe rip out your eyes and mark you for death too. So you'd be next. So Okay, it's not enough to mark you for death, but you have to rip out someone's eyes and throw blood on them? Yes. Jeez. He's very dramatic. So are you while telling this story. I'm so... <laughs> so into it corinne for everyone who is only listening because you can't see us corinne is acting this whole thing out (laughs) my hands are being used my eyes seriously i feel like you are this guy whenever i tell stories my dad's like well that's what our what all the money went to in the acting (laughs) classes is her telling stories around the table there you go okay but so the guy he books it ahead of the phantom coach opens the last gate throws himself down he's panicking panicking and then Right as he flings himself to the ground, the coach goes by. And he doesn't make eye contact with the headless horseman. And then he gets up and he goes back to the estate. Phew. No one from the estate is marked. He didn't yell anything out. He didn't make eye contact. But if he doesn't get anyone in the estate, so if he doesn't stop, if you just see him, it means that someone close to you or relative nearby will die. And the following day, one of the relatives, Admiral Sir Burton McNamara, died a few miles away in London. So that's the end of my story. It's super quick, but week before Christmas, they saw the coach. Someone died. Guys, run. Hide. Don't make eye contact. Because if you do, your eyes will be gone and you'll never make eye contact with anything again. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I I have an irrational fear of making eye contact with a gorilla. I've never even seen a gorilla except for in the zoo. But you're not supposed to make eye contact with gorillas. And I get so nervous that I'm going to co- see a gorilla and I'm going to make eye contact with it. Oh, my gosh. I should probably go to therapy. I think they give it for free at my grad school. There you go. I have a fear of eye contact in general. I feel like eyes – tell my eyes tell too much and i feel like if someone looks in my eyes they're gonna see right through me Mm -hmm. or maybe you see through them like when you knew that guy wanted to see your shirt that's possible you're just making too much of a connection yeah that's also why i don't wear my glasses or contacts half the time because i prefer just to see to not see (laughs) you're probably i wonder if you miss a bunch of paranormal activity that's happening around you because you can't see that far away yeah Shoot, I should cancel my eye doctor appointment for tomorrow. So I stay Just keep way. going more blind. And then yeah. you'll have no idea that someone's standing next to your bed watching you at night. Totally okay with not knowing that. Yeah. I actually last night woke up a ton because I was like, I kept hearing things. But every time it was one of the five cats that are in the house jumping oh on the table gosh. next to me. But I'm just going to stay blind and never know. Mm-hmm. Don't wear your contacts or your glasses. Yeah. So what's your Christmas 
holiday spooky tale? Mine's kind of sad. Oh. Her name is the Mistletoe Bride. And the story and legend first appeared in print in 1822 in a book of poems by Samuel Rogers. He wrote, This story is, I believe, founded on fact, though the time and the place are uncertain. While a lot of different houses uh, lay claim to who to this legend, historians have proved that it most probably occurred at Bramshall House in Hampshire, England. I went overseas, too. <laughs> So the legend goes that Sir John Copes, who was a resident of Bramshill House during the time, and the date wasn't specific, and there are a few different theories to who this bride actually is, uh, but and the Copes owned the house from 1699 until 1935, so it happened somewhere in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir John Copes had a daughter who was engaged to Lord Lovell, a wealthy young nobleman. They were planning the wedding, and... They decided to combine the festivities of the wedding with the celebration of Christmas as they were going to fall along the same time frame. And he thought it would be a great combination of merrymaking and feasting. And the wedding was one of the greatest and most decadent that had ever been known in England. The house was filled with distinguished guests from all parts of the country. And I imagined it to be like one of those Princess Diaries type of balls, you know, Mm -hmm. or like in any old-timey movie where they have big... Well, even the name, the, like, Mistletoe... What is it? Mistletoe Bride? It yeah. sounds like a like Disney princess. Yeah, this would be a sad Disney princess, though. After the wedding and the dinner, the guests drank and danced the night away until the bride grew tired and she gathered a group of men and girls to play hide-and-seek. She said she would start and told the group to give her a five-minute head start, and when the time was up, the guests went and searched the home for the bride but they couldn't find her. They searched for hours. What? Yeah. Where do you go in five minutes? Oh my gosh. So at first they left it off thinking that she was playing a silly game and a trick on them, but the time kept passing and she was still nowhere to be found. So people started to leave and they figured that the bride had just ran away from home, that she realized she didn't want to be married. Who knows? So... Hours turned into days, days turned into weeks, which turned into months and years went by, and they still did not find her. Lord Lovell never believed that she deserted him and spent his entire life looking for her. He refused to leave the place where he last saw her, so he moved into the home and spent every day looking for her. Wow. One day, 50 That's the kind of love I want. I want someone (laughs) to be obsessed with me. Have no other passions in life besides me. No. I wonder maybe maybe her ghost was influencing him and making him It's possible. Look for for eternity. It's possible. Or he just really loved her. Yeah, that's true. Love exists, maybe. I believe it does. So one day, fifty years after the wedding, while he was searching the house for the who knows how many times he touched a spot on the wall and the paneling gave op- like gave and it opened and it revealed a secret closet and within the closet was this ancient oak chest that was like nailed shut almost or it was just not nailed shut it was just like it but was shut. so incredibly heavy yeah and very hard to open so he got some tools opened the chest and inside the chest was the body of his lost bride 
she was now a fleshless skeleton wearing the same wedding dress that he had last seen her in. And in one hand, she held the uh, bouquet, which had mistletoe in it. And in the other hand, it looked like she had been crawling or like kind of like scratching at the chest trying to get out. So she trapped herself in there on accident. Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, my God. What a horrible fate. I know. So it's theorized that she had found the chest or knew where the chest was and decided that it would be a good hiding spot, went in there, and when she closed the chest door, it had sealed itself, and she was unable to get out. Um, Oh, my God. And to know that there are so many people looking for you and to think, like, well, they'll find me. Like, I just need to stay calm. Right. And then you hear fewer and fewer footsteps and fewer voices go by until there's nothing. And I read that based on the way that the chest was and where it was and how it closed, they theorized that she didn't live very long in there because the lack of oxygen would have killed her pretty shortly. Wow. And so after Lord Lovell found her, he died a few weeks later. and Of a broken heart. Yeah, but also probably being content in knowing that she didn't run away and, like, he found her, her body. Yeah. he His soul could rest. Yeah, exactly. So now people have seen and experienced this ghost who is now referred to as the White Lady, which is no surprise to us because mm-hmm. they're all white ladies. Mm-hmm. But she also was wearing her wedding gown, so it makes sense. Um, There are stories of people who hear stifled moans of women of a woman in terrible agony and they hear sounds of a person beating on what sounds like a thick interior of a wooden chest there's one woman from english society who reported during the night she had the most terrifying experience shortly after midnight she was she was awakened by a sensation that she was not alone in the bedroom From behind the ancient oak paneling, she heard noises of light, hurrying footsteps. And then she heard moans of the most heart-ending kind and strange sounds that sounded like hands beating upon a wooden partition. The moans terrified her that she didn't sleep at all the whole night. She laid in bed, almost motionless, unable to move. Oh my gosh. I've had nights like that. Yeah. Not long after this, one of the old retainers at the castle said he heard the clatter of bony feet hurrying up the stairway into the attic. And with this came the sound of the swish of skirts and and muffled thump like the falling of a cover on a heavy chest. So like as if she's like replaying the mm-hmm. hide-and-seek game and going back into the chest. Oh, ooh, I don't like that loop. I know. There's also an old man with a gray beard who is known to be in that in the Bramshall house who they believe was either the father or the husband of the white lady. And he is reported to stare through windows and stare at the mistletoe chest. Oh, that makes me sad. I know. But that is my story. Wow. The mistletoe bride. Mm -hmm. That's a good Halloween costume. It is. I do have that white dress from... Samara, maybe I'll dress as her next year. You should, you should. Every year I'll dress as a different white lady ghost. A different ghost. A different, oh, that's a good idea. 
Yeah. Comes with a little bit of explaining, but who cares? That's okay. Yeah. People are going to be like, why are you the same thing you were last year? I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm holding mistletoe this year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's it's crazy. There are so many stories that happen like around Christmas. Mm-hmm. But it's it's probably like what you said, how this is one of the times. And two, I just interrupted my own thought, but <laughs> I'm just thinking like, Maybe more stuff happens around Christmas because so many people are telling stories and people feel more like warm and loving in the holidays. And so they become more open. Interesting. I wonder. Or on the flip side of that, a lot of people, if they've had loss in the past year, the holidays are one of the hardest times to to be around family and try to be happy so that there's probably these like negative sadness feelings to that time that of the year. other things yeah. in, yeah. Well, we do have a few listener emails yeah. that have to do with Christmas. Should we read some? Mm-hmm. Of course. Which one? So this is from T. She said, hello, ladies. I've been listening to your podcast since you first started. Oh, my gosh. OG listener. And I must say that this podcast is everything I'm looking for in a paranormal podcast, and I'm so glad I found it. I've always been fascinated by the paranormal and have one experience that I want to share with you. My other story involves residual energy, but I'll save it for another time. Please still email us that to you because we we want to hear everything. Okay. This story happened about 10 years ago when my family and I were in Hawaii for Christmas. We were heading to the airport, but my mom wanted to stop and look at the stars. My dad stopped at the entrance of a national park that we had visited the day before, and we all climbed out. It was dark out there except for the dim light from our rental van and the camper that had its blinds down. This will be important later. Okay, sorry. Don't forget. Okay. Anyway, I was looking up at the stars when suddenly I got the feeling that someone was standing in front of me, and I looked up and I saw a large black shadow that I assumed was my dad. I told him, don't break your ankle, as the shoulder of the road was short and I had nearly turned my ankle getting out of the car. I got no response, which honestly wasn't that unusual coming from my dad, so I didn't think much of it. Soon after that, I returned to stargazing when I noticed something moving behind the fence of the national park. I only knew it was there because we had recently visited the park, and I watched as a figure walked through the darkness. Let me tell you, Black moving on black is one of the most unsettling things I've ever seen. And for a second, I thought it was my sister before I realized that she was still on the other side of the man. Both of these shadow people were black, but I didn't feel frightened at all at the time, probably because I didn't realize what I had saw until after. But looking back on it now, I'm definitely sensitive when it comes to places with an off vibe. So I feel like I would have felt something if it were evil. Anyway, to make this long story short, we all got back in the van and I sat there for a few minutes before I finally asked my sister what what side of the van she, my mom, and my dad stayed on and she told me the opposite side where I was on. So I told her what happened and needless to say, we were both seriously creeped out. One final quick story is about the podcast itself and it has to do with my garage. About a month ago, I started to see black wisps out of the corner of my eye. I posted about it on the Facebook group. Okay. And when I realized that there were no cats around, I got seriously spooked. 
I'm a Christian and I have always had troubling experiences with the evil one, devil, demons, whatever you want to call them. And whatever this thing was didn't make me feel good. Oh my God, that's so creepy. So I grabbed my my phone and I blessed my garage and my entire house, commanding that anything that wasn't from light gets out. I told anything that was of the devil that it was not wanted and I will happily report that since doing so, I've no longer seen anything in my garage. Nice. I also don't listen to your podcast in my house or garage anymore. (laughs) I listen to it in my car just to be safe. Anyway, thanks for a great podcast and stay spooky. T. Wow. Dang. This is like, this was, this was double whammy. This was a vacation Christmas ghost. And and a national national park. park ghost. Parks, holidays, vacation, foreign locations. Shadow people. Shadow people. Ghosts. Ghosts, spirits, hauntings, spooky. This was a lot all in one. Wow. Wow. I like <laughs> that her subject is I told a ghost not to break its ankle. <laughs> I mean, she did. Maybe that's so. why he left. He's like, ah, she, she's looking oh, out okay. for me. Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> but it always freaks me out. The stories that freak me out are when there are multiple people around. Because it's one thing if it's one-on-one, which is terrifying to be alone and see something but it freaks me out when another spirit is not intimidated by other people's presence and it will still come forward even though there are multiple people around that's what makes me a little nervous yeah do you want to read one yeah this one this is from brie she says the subject is the time i thought santa came to visit dot 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 in the middle of july (laughs) When is half Christmas? Is it June? Yeah, because June is June 26th. Okay. So definitely was not half Christmas. So she says, hey, ladies, let me preface this by saying that you both are amazing, and I sincerely hope to meet y'all one day. Keep up the good work. Here's a spooky story that I haven't shared with many people. I love – well, I don't love. I think it's so interesting that a lot of these stories are prefaced with I haven't told a lot of people. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it brings up our point that so many people kind of keep their ghost stories to themselves in fear of, like, being judged or in fear of being validated in their experience. Right. Yeah. That's so true. It's one of those touchy subjects where you never know what kind of response you're going to get out of someone when you bring it Mm -hmm. up. And so people just tiptoe around it. Right. And oftentimes don't tell anyone. But tell us. It's okay. You're not alone. They're obviously not alone. (laughs) Yeah. You're never alone. They're always watching. They're watching you while you sleep, while you eat, while you talk, while you... (laughs) (laughs) I was actually picturing you as being like the voiceover to like... What was that? Goosebumps. Remember Goosebumps or like... What was the scary show that was on when we were younger? In the Dark? In the Dark? Was it called In the Dark? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There was some scary, scary show. I wasn't allowed to watch it. Um, but I just. I didn't watch anything scary as a kid because I was such a chicken. <laughs> and look at us now. We've come <laughs> so far. I know. But you just reminded I, me of someone who would like do a voiceover of that. I'm telling you, this is the, my, I'm changing my career to be a spooky whispering voiceover actor. I, I think that you would be a huge success personally. Thank you, Corinne. You're welcome. Well, I support you. 
This is why you're a good friend. <laughs> okay. Bree, so Bree says, when I was a child around five or six, I would often retreat to my parents' bed if I couldn't sleep. I would sleep right between them, and I always felt really safe there. One night, I tiptoed into their room and snuggled into my regular spot, but I still had a hard time going to sleep. I remember being pretty, pretty wiggly and my dad telling me to settle down. When I was trying to get still, I focused my attention to the, towards the foot of the bed when I noticed something standing in the doorway. When I looked at the door, I saw a big, dark figure taking up the majority of the frame. I wasn't scared. Rather, I distinctly remember thinking that Santa had come to check in on my progress for the year. Oh, so I had so to cute and I know. <laughs> so I had better settle down and get to sleep. The figure stayed for a while, at least until I drip- drifted off. When I woke up in the morning, I told my dad that Santa came to our house. He responded with laughter, saying that Santa obviously hadn't come because it was summertime. I defended what I had seen, which my dad dismissed, until I told him that whatever I had seen watched over me from the door until I went to sleep. I think about this often, and the one time I brought it back up to my dad, he swore that he didn't remember. Oh, but I know he does. Just a reminder that you're never safe, even right between mom and dad. XOXO free. (gasps) The way she ended that. You're never safe, even between mom and dad. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we say. You're never really alone. There's ghosts everywhere, whether you can see them or not. But whether you believe in them or not. That feels like when you're a child, it feels like the safest spot. Like next to your sibling or your parent or. Yeah, snuggled up to your friend. But it doesn't help. But it is good that she didn't have a negative feeling about it. Like, she didn't seem scared. She was like, ah, it's Santa. Yeah. How Did she say how old she was or was it just when she was a child? She said five or six. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Christmas in July. Isn't that a movie? I know that Christmas is technically not about snow. It's supposed to be about Jesus. Being from California or living in California now, it there's it doesn't feel like the holidays because it's so warm. It doesn't, which it might – I always feel bad saying that because we both grew up in places mm-hmm. that had snow. So maybe it's because right. we associate snow with Christmas. Right. And so when we're not around snow, we're like, oh, this feels like half of the holiday. Exactly. But then other people who grew up with a warm Christmas, that's, maybe that's what they associate the holiday with. Right. Exactly. And to all the Christmas movies have snow, which probably yeah. just feeds into the whole like seems more romantic and holidays, romance, find yeah. your love. Kissing in the snow, making Kissing snow angels. Underneath the mistletoe. I want to make a snow Is angel. Is it snowing there? Do you have snow in Boston? Well, I'm in Vermont right now, but it was snowing in oh, Boston sorry. when yeah, I left. And there's snow outside. Vermont? It actually hailed yesterday. It was snowing, and then all of a sudden it turned into hail. So we got hail pellets on top of the snow. Oh my gosh. And then there's a nice, like, sheet of ice in addition. Wow. Yeah, we got it all. How's it We're going to have Jersey? a late Christmas. Well, I'm in Pennsylvania now because my mom moved. But um, Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. There was, like, a dirty clump of snow across the street that was probably plowed, but that's the only snow. <laughs> you should go make a snow angel in it. Just pat it down with a shovel. <laughs> it's like a tiny little clump but i hope it snows before christmas it'd be awesome yeah should we do a a scaredy pants segment oh yeah okay you start this week um 
Well, I am a little nervous about sleeping in my house because of the ghosts. <laughs> yeah. And I'm especially nervous about waking up at odd times because I told you last week I woke up at 3.33, like on the mm-hmm. dot. So now when I wake up and if I have to like go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I don't. I just stay awake all night and lose sleep because I refuse to look at the clock and I'm afraid that I'm getting up at the wrong time. So. Yeah. Don't look at the clock. Yes. Maybe I should just close my eyes, run, run very quickly, not look in mirrors or at reflections, eyes down, no electronics, take care of business. I don't know. Or you can do what you did when you were four years old and pee on the floor. I'll just, yeah, I'll just do that. <laughs> Mom! Now that I'm home, maybe solution. I will. Now that I have someone to take care of me. Should I wake her up <laughs> in the middle of the night to walk me to the bathroom? Yeah. I've done that. I So I, I used to sleepwalk when I was little. And I'm I would go in. I'm not surprised by that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had one really scary one where I woke up. Usually I never woke up while I was sleepwalking. I'd go and get my mom and she would mm-hmm. bring me around and bring me back to bed. But I woke up one night and I was standing in – I might have already told you this. I might have even said it on the podcast. But I was standing yeah. in my parents' room. They were sleeping. They didn't notice me at all. They were still dead asleep. And I was just standing there in the complete darkness staring at the blank TV that was turned off. And I woke up okay. like that. Just like standing and watching the TV with nothing on it. I woke up like this. That one freaked me out because I like woke up myself, which I never usually did. I have said, I've said before, like, I'm not sure if I would be the right person to own like an automatic weapon because (laughs) last year I had a sleepwalking experience that made me feel like I'm too functioning of a sleepwalker to be able to like handle certain things. What'd you do? Well, I was going to the Caribbean and we were renting an Airbnb and I, in my dream, I was having a dream that we showed up to the house and there were no utensils. And then fast forward to the like following week, we go to the Airbnb and I'm unpacking my suitcase and there are two spoons, two knives, two forks. I counted out, I sleptwalk and I packed utensils for myself and they were like paired. They were, I counted yeah, so that freaked me out that no one woke up, no roommates woke up when I did that, and that I was able to like count and be functional enough to be like two of these, two of those, two of those. So you were planning a date. I guess that was just there's only enough for me and one other person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. What is your what are we calling this? What corner is this? Scaredy pants segment. Scare scaredy pants segment. What are you scared of? Well, okay, this is just a general one because in this current moment of my life, I don't think I have like a real fear that's going to take over my life, but I'm terrified of spiders. <laughs> Ever since I was a child, my mom loves to tell the story that whenever I saw a black speck, I would scream and like cry and my mom would run up to wherever I was like thinking that something terrible happened and it would just be like a dust particle in the bathtub or whatever wherever I was (laughs) but there was one yeah seriously though what there was one time well okay there's two stories that really stick out well okay there's three stories that really stick out to me (laughs) the first is 
my brother, sister, and I were playing hide and seek in the basement. And this is mm-hmm. the basement that I grew up in, the one that really, really terrified me. Yeah. And we used to have this massive stuffed um, St. Bernard, like, dog. It was like a fake toy yeah, from yeah. Costco. Yeah, yeah, just stuffed Of animal. course. Yeah. And I was laying on it. But basically, I rolled over off this dog, and I see this thing that I thought was a Halloween spider ring. And I go start to reach for it, and it starts crawling. Oh, oh my god! What? And do you have big spiders in Jersey? Oh, it was massive, and it had an orange backing or something on it. I've never been so terrified. Even thinking about it right now, like my heart is beating faster, and I got cold. (laughs) (laughs) I hate spiders too. I know. And then there was another time that this one's funnier. When I was in the shower at my apartment, I currently live in. And I saw a spider mm. and I screamed and I jumped out of the shower, but I slipped and fell <laughs> <laughs> getting out because I was so scared. Oh, no. And Nick ran and came to kill it, but I had already slipped and fallen out of the shower. Uh, <laughs> Are you okay? Or were you okay? Um, I'll never be okay because spiders have scarred me permanently for my whole life, but. <laughs> I'll never get over it. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> There's seriously there's nothing I can do. I I will forever and ever be scared of spiders until I die. And I think past beyond I die when I die. Mm. What if you get Don't reincarnated me. into a spider? And that's your punishment for being cruel to the animal. <laughs> kill me. Well, I won't know it's you. I don't care. Kill every spider you see thinking it's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the last story is that when I was in middle school or elementary school, we were eating raisins. And this to this day, like, oh, I don't eat raisins. no. There was a girl sitting next to me who was eating raisins, and she pulls one out, and wrapped around the raisin is a massive spider. Oh, my God. You're ruining raisins for me. Blame the spiders. Did she notice it, or did you watch her? Did she just She noticed it. it. No, she noticed it. Whoa. Thank God. Yeah. Can you imagine if she didn't, and she popped it in her mouth, and you're like, uh, uh. <gasps> Disgusting. My biggest fear is being trapped in a room with spiders. Yeah, that would be mine too. I'd much rather be around snakes than spiders. Spiders are like my worst. Me too. Yeah. (sighs) So I'll never get over it. There's nothing I can do to fix it, but um, that's what I'm afraid of. That Yeah, sometimes there is nothing you can do. You just have a fear and it's okay to have a fear. Yeah. Like looking into a gorilla's eyes. (laughs) or ghosts on christmas day Mm -hmm. and christmas eve well thanks for listening guys yeah tell some ghost stories on christmas this year yeah we hope you have a tradition a good holiday that you drive safe if you're traveling or whichever way that you're transporting yourself teleportation however you're going Mm -hmm. and please email us your stories at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com Join our Facebook group, like our Facebook page. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. Please, if you haven't already. Yeah. And review us. Rate and review. That's how we stay relevant. That's how new people can find us because iTunes does some sort of configuration. And if people are writing us reviews and rating us, we stay on the top 200 chart. It would be a great Christmas present to us just to Mm -hmm. give us a rating review. A five-star is obviously preferred. Yeah, give us a nice rating and review, and we will not haunt you. Right. We will 
See you on the other side.